0: increasing regulation, market saturation, and rising interest rates. Still think short-term rentals make sense? You're not alone. Join industry experts Bill Faith and Kenny Bedwell as they discuss how you can invest while still staying ahead of the curve, identifying trends before they happen, or blowing them away outright with their
1: insights. This is STRonomics. The podcast is brought to you by MarketMySTR, the ultimate all-in-one marketing platform for short-term rental hosts. Are you tired of juggling multiple marketing tools? Say goodbye to the hassle and make your life as a host a breeze with MarketMySTR. Boost your booking rates and increase your revenue in no time with our powerful features. Our platform streamlines your marketing efforts so you can focus on what you do best, providing unforgettable guest experiences. Whether you're a newcomer or a seasoned host, MarketMySTR has got you covered. Elevate your short commercial business with Mark and my STR.
2: Oh yeah, Kenny's ready. Welcome back to STRonomics. He's got a new flamingo shirt on for us. I mean, you need to get a longer view. Like, tilt that camera down so we can see the whole, the whole. Thing. I mean, you see all that space fl- above your head, that gray space. Fill that sucker up with flamingos.
0: <laughs> yeah, no, I don't. I don't know if that's me. <laughs> oh jeez.
2: Um. So, Kenny, today we're going to talk about a, l- a lot. Of people are flip flopping between midterms and short-term rentals. And, you know, we were talking about in the pre-show here just how it can be detrimental because the business models are really different. So kind of why don't you lead us off and kind of let's just talk about how they're different and how it can impact specifically STR
0: negatively if you're going to try to do both. Right. So one of the biggest beginnings of trends I'm seeing uh, per hosts are during the off season. You typically rent out your property to someone for, you know, three, four, five, however many months. Whether it's a snowbird, maybe a traveling nurse, or somebody like that who can, you know, at least cover the 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 bills during those months those off season months. Maybe you make a little bit of money, but it's nothing like near what you can make during the, uh, you know, peak season of the year. Uh, the problem and the consequence from doing that is that the OTAs, if you're relying upon them for revenue, they don't necessarily know why you're blocking your calendar, but they see that you block your calendar and you're not blocking their calendar for a booking on their site, in other words. So what ends up happening is, and I just experienced this. So in the month of April, I decided some guy, he was new to Airbnb, coming to Buffalo to travel for business. He wanted to book a whole month. I don't do month long bookings, but he booked it at full price like there was no discount or anything and I was like I I mean (laughs) like who could argue with that like it was all like all my rates no discount nothing full price he didn't even ask for anything he's like hey my first time at Airbnb and I'm like like for this 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 property I'm like yeah sure yes like so I let me me send you a a fruit basket let me send you yeah like I literally like what do you need like you literally just the best month of uh best April for this property I've ever had (laughs) because <laughs> he took about phone month, <laughs> And um, anyway, so like the, the booking was fine. He was a really good guest and left me five-star review and everything. The only issues though was when I came back, there was a consequence. And the consequence was the fact that I had that listing offline, off Airbnb. Well, technically it was a booking through Airbnb even, but it was off. The availability was off for a whole month. And I had zero bookings towards the end of like the last week of the day. I didn't even know that. I wasn't like tracking it because... The beginning of the month, I was like, "Oh well, I have a whole month book. My booking lead time is like thirty-five days right now. I'm pretty good." Um, and then when it comes to you know coming close to the, end of the stay, I go to check to see my calendar, see what's going on, and this property has zero booking for the month of May. Buffalo, we're in we're at the beginning of our summer season here. People are the weather is beautiful. This is why people live here. You know, I'm proud to to live here right now. Like this is one of a few months, and I'll say that. Why, <laughs> you know why, why do people live there? <laughs>
1: for the chicken (laughs) wing.
0: No, like it's just, it's a beautiful time. The weather's perfect. Like you can't ask for anything better, but uh, I have no bookings. And I'm like, what the heck? I always have bookings in May at like top dollar. And I looked at my rank breeze and I noticed I was now ranked on like the fourth page. And this property has always been top five to number one, not top five pages, but number one page top five. It is in the 97th percentile for revenue. And every year, something around 95th to, to 98th is usually where I fall for this property. And it's always top five in the rankings. It's always up there. But now all of a sudden it's on page, what I say? Five or three or five or something. Very, like, right? right? So mm-hmm. the consequence because of the availability was the fact that, you know, it dropped me. And I lost bookings and I had to lower my rates and I had to really claw to get bookings during the month of May. I got them. that a a lot less. So there was actually like a downside to a downside to taking that month long booking, you know, which would be considered midterm because it was longer than 30 days. Right.
2: That is fundamental reason that I learned early of why I've never taken snowbirds at the beach. And if you look at your rates that you command in January and February in any beach market, in any off season, right? I mean, I'm averaging about 1,900 a night at a property during the summer, where I, I'm lucky to get 500, you know, during weekdays. So I'm fine with the two nights, you know, booked on weekends at like 750 to make six grand to make a payment. Where last year I was doing 22 grand in those months, right? But it's because that the occupancy, your available calendar dates, is a pretty significant. Uh, algorithm mover for rankings with Airbnb. And we're not just talking, we're not talking like, you know, Furnished Finder and Jesse Vasquez, you know, all in on, on midterm. If you're if you're going down that path, that's awesome. And Jesse does a great job. If you don't know Jesse, you should follow him. If you're looking at, you know, midterms, I don't know if you know Jesse, but he's, mm-hmm. he's awesome at midterm. The problem is, is that when you go back and forth and you get those longer stays, it's one of the reasons that I told Kenny earlier this morning, You know, my, my number one property in my portfolio, which is a beach house has been on the first page since I launched it December 8th or 9th of 2021. And it just dropped uh, off to page two for the first time ever. I only have one week available between now and the middle of September. And you know, now it was at $2,400 a night. I dropped it to $1,900 a night. So what I'm trying is I did a significant $500 price drop, hoping nobody books it. Hopefully within two days, I'll see an update from rank breeze and I'm pushed back up to the first page and then I can go back to like 2000, right? And see if it'll sustain and what'll happen. And I also mitigated cancellation policies and, you know, some other things. I did move forward to open up some earlier dates, you know, meaning not earlier, but uh, shorter stay dates into the future that typically won't get booked to try to help with those rankings. But it's because of, and, and it's interesting, Kenny, I think a lot of people think if you Block it out in your PMS. If you do it on Verbo, there could be some additional impact if you do that, uh, but it's still significant when you're when you get that booking, like you did in April. So really, the conund the, the conundrum, the thought process has to be: got full rate in April, but how much did you actually lose in May by having to drop rates and having open days? It's really the opportunity cost loss that we'll never really know, you know. But that has to become, you know, you have to do some type of analysis. And do a judgment call on that.
0: Let me throw this in here. Here's what got it back. So I, I got it back. I'm in the <laughs> ten again, but here's what got it back. I got a review from the guy after he stayed and I had a bunch of people wishlist the property. So th- those, those two things really got the popularity back up because it's about popularity when you're thinking about rankings. And so when you're blocking off, whether it's from another platform or even Airbnb or extended amount of stay, and then you try to go back to short-term rental, you mix the two together, it doesn't, it shows like you're, you're basically telling Airbnb, Hey, my property is not popular, even though it is, it is booked technically hundred percent, but it's just not popular. People are talking about it. So why are they going to promote it up higher? That's what you have to think. So there's a consequence to doing midterm, you know, when you think of it like that. And another thing to add on to that is, and what made me realize is the next time I go to do this, I need to really think about that consequence. And your how that impacts future months of revenue and how that could potentially impact my year revenue, annualized revenue for the year. Because a lot of us are in the the mentality of today. How much money am I going to make today? How much money am I going to make this month? Was it a good month year over year? Like whatever. But in actuality, when we compare things, we're comparing it based on the annualized return, not the month return. So for me, if I had gone back to see the, hey, this was your impact in May. I actually made less money in May than I made last year, even though I made more money in April. And overall it, it like kind of barely evened out if not less. So there was like negative consequences to even even though taking that booking for that full month. So I don't know if that makes sense, but it's like, don't just think about the month or the months at hand. Like if you're trying to cover your winter bookings, don't just think about the two months that this book guest will cover the cost. Think about the impact it could have as well for the full year.
2: You should always be looking at your annualized revenue, right? Yeah. I mean, I think a lot of people focus on occupancy rate month by month. You know, they, they don't, they, they think about their ADR, you know, and, and, and we see this when people are trying to evaluate properties, right? And really that what, what matters is how much revenue are you going to generate and what are your expenses? What's your net income? you know, off of that property. Now, if you can find a high earner, a high earning property, and you know, you can do something from a value add, a marketing standpoint to drive a higher occupancy and higher rates. That's great. You want to look at that. But I think kind of going back to the uh, a previous episode, Kenny, where we talked about people, you know, they, they're getting ready to get ready or analysis, a paralysis by analysis. They focus on the, the wrong things or these micro metrics as opposed to, you know, what's really going to end up moving the needle. So I look at this, it's a 12 month game for me, right? And there's, and there's four quarters and just like there's four quarters in the year. And I'm really looking quarter by quarter. I mean, I remember when we were doing our benchmarks, the first part of the year, you know, I was down, I think it was $27,000 in January and February and 23 over 22 that impacted my pricing decisions moving forward. Right. And I had no availability, but I still, I had hundred percent availability. I only had like I think two bookings in each of January and February and to lose that 27 grand over year over year. But I, I implemented a strategy to catch that back up. Right. So interestingly enough, now going into summer next week's the first big week, right? I'm down 2% where I was literally down like 48% in those two months year over year revenue. Right. And so I'm fine. I think too many people stress out. Oh my God, I need to sell my property. What do I do? you know, I'm down 48% in January and February. Well, if you look at it over the longer term, you have time to make that up. And and honestly, the, the time to make it up is during peak season. It's not during the slower seasons, right? You need to think more about volume and maximizing ADR at lower rates and then really take advantage of the peak season. That is a strategy that is dependent upon peak and market, but also your property demand, you know, in the peak season. I think there's. The only the only issue with it, Kenny. I think there's a lot of properties right now. You know, and this is something that I think does play into the MTR uh, or STR. There's no question. Taking being an STR guy, taking an MTR booking just to qualify, it's not always travel nurse. It could be you know somebody that stays like what's Kenny an entire month of April or a snowbird. You're going to impact your rankings, which is going to take effort and time and typically a price reduction. As Kenny went through to get it back up, the question becomes if you're an STR. And you have a, perform, a, a property that performed well during COVID, but now is significantly underperforming. You know, should you be looking at MTR in a different channel? If you if you have a, a vanilla house, like what I call a track home, right? There's nothing wrong with track homes. But if you don't have all the, the views, the proximity, the amenities, all that type of stuff, and you can't compete, you know, with the much smaller demand, then maybe you should be looking at midterm. But don't just look at it for a 30 day or a 90 day strategy. Look at it for like a 12 to 24 month strategy until we can pull out of this. Right. Because I think what we were like, what we were talking about beforehand, Kenny, when you go back and forth is where you're going to get in trouble.
0: Yeah. I, yeah. I, I absolutely agree with that. I mean, just like a regular, I go back to this all the time. Just like any other investment strategy, stocks, bonds, ETF, mutual funds. You know, like, yeah, you you can mix those or whatever, but it's like a strategy you're doing. You know, like you go in knowing that you're gonna take this like mix because it mitigates risk. But if you go in and you're like, okay, maybe a little bit of this and maybe a little of that at random times and you're not really planning it out as a unique strategy that you know can work, the returns aren't there. So we really have to be careful with MTR mixing the two together at different times because if we're not thinking the long-term plan, We have some strategy that, hey, you know what? I can take the Snowbird then, and I'll I'll still get my STR bookings in the summertime. Um, I might not be at the top of the rankings, but I'll still be able to maximize my revenue the best I can. may not be the best of the best, but I'll still get it. And that MT, you know, that Snowbird or whatever was the best for me during the wintertime. That might be fine, and that's okay. But just like Bill said, you're not going to be able to be the top list you know, you're not going to be at the top of the rankings because you hurt yourself by taking those other long-term bookings. So it's something to just think about, think long-term, don't just think short-term when you make these kind of decisions of whether or not you should think Hey, midterm right now.
2: I agree a hundred percent shorter episode for us at 15 minutes, but I think highly valuable for people that are bouncing, uh, back and forth. If you guys have any questions, reach out to Kenny, Kenny underscore Bedwell on Instagram. I am bill faith F A E T H. Uh, 73 on Instagram. Thanks for joining us and happy hosting everybody.
0: Thank you for listening to STRonomics. Stay ahead of the curve and subscribe today. This podcast is a hospitality.fm production.